All right, well, we're in the, uh, in the mid-year school holidays, and so for the sake of our kids and for the child inside all of us, would you please welcome Matt. Hi, kids. Hi, everyone. Hi, Hi Matt. Thanks for helping us out with... What are, what are you doing? Hey, it's fine. It's fine. Carry on. Oh, we're, in a, we're in a series called Scent. Um, and you were going to tell the kids uh, what it means that we're all... What are you doing? Exactly. What? Oh. <laughs> Stop it. What is that? This is my scent. <laughs> Matt, we're not doing that kind well, of... Well, I say my scent, but it's yours too. We're all sent. I think you're confused, Matt. When we say sent, we mean that we're all on mission, that we're all sent by Jesus, you know, to other people with... The fragrance of the knowledge of God. What? <laughs> Stop it. It's not that kind of scent we mean. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. It's in the Bible, in 2 Corinthians. Uh, yes, but... Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. Okay, now I'm confused. So uh, we're sent with a scent. <laughs> Matt, I don't know if you're helping. Okay, uh, so here's my point. Oh, good. But... The English language is really stupid. <laughs> What? How can something be sent and sent? And how do you know which one it is? They're, well, they're spelled differently, Matt. Oh, yeah, that's going to be really helpful when people say them. When people say words, can you see how they're spelled? Well, no. No, you just hear them. Here's how you say this word. S-E-N-T. You ready? Okay. Sent. <laughs> and now, let's add a random C after the S. Change the whole meaning of the word. Here's how you say it. Ready? Sent. <laughs> Can you even hear the difference? Sent. Sent. <coughs> Matt, we're not here That's to... right. The sea is completely silent. Like a calm day at the beach. <laughs> now, can we just get back English to... English is complicated. Like, there's no grape in grapefruit, no ham in hamburger, there's no egg in eggplant, there's no pine nor apple in pineapple. Why is the plural of brother brethren, but the plural of mother isn't medren? Why is it oxen and not oxes? How, come, how do you fill in a form by filling it out? How does an alarm clock go off as it comes on? What are you talking about? I thought you were talking about words that sounded the same, you know, scent and scent. Oh, homophones. Don't get me started on homophones. Like the medieval assassin who threw his dart through the window and where it was thrown, there was a throne and the wind blew it into the blue pictures so that the darts hit those prints and not the prints. And he was mad. <laughs> and he was mad, but he shouted, are you mad? <laughs> Meanwhile, across the world, something was up. It was the river and they had sandbags to shore up the shore for sure to protect their tents. It was tense. <laughs> and of course, the coarse sandbags were the cause of their blisters in the cause of their work. It was a scene to be seen. <laughs> is, there, is there a point to all this? Yes, it's complicated. What's complicated? Language or your point? Yes, complicated. <laughs> so decomplicated, this is a kid's talk. Okay, decomplicated is not even a word. Oh, you know what I mean. English is hard enough without people just inventitating words out of thin air. <laughs> Kids, 
English is complicated. People are complicated. People are complicated. Yes, some more than others. Oi. <laughs> People are complicated, and we can't we can't make them less complicated. Where are you going with this? Well, God has sent us to. God has sent us all to other people, and the people are complicated. So, your kids, your mum and your dad are complicated. Your brother's complicated. Your sister's probably incredibly complicated. <laughs> your teachers are complicated, and your friends are complicated. We get it, Matt. People are complicated. Right. So when God sends us to people, He knows they're complicated. So He doesn't expect us to totally understand them because we can't. So people are complicated and we can't understand them. That's your point? Right. Or solve them. We can't solve them either. Or fix them. We can't fix them. We don't know how. We can't tell them what to do. We don't know. No matter how hard they try, it's just that they're complicated. <laughs> does, this, does this have a happy ending? Yes. This. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is that? It's our scent. It's what God smells like. Well, actually... I hope God this smells better than eau de toilette. <laughs> this is a bit whiffy. Right. So what does God smell like? That's easy. Love. <laughs> Love. What? So kids, the people God sends you to, that's everyone you meet, they're all complicated. Just love them like God does. Care about them, listen to them, help them, and tell them about Jesus. Selfless love is the scent that we are sent with. And you know what? Oh, no, don't say it. That makes sense! <laughs> so long! Thank you, Matthew. And if you're talking to me later, I apologise if I'm a bit whiffy. <laughs> uh, that's my cool water. Um, aftershave that I bought decades ago. Anyway, uh, 2 Corinthians does say this, but thank God he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance uh, rising up to God. Uh, God uses us to spread the knowledge of God everywhere. That's you. God uses you to spread the knowledge of God wherever you are. Um, we're all sent. If you're trusting Jesus, if you're believing in him, then the place that you are is a bit whiffy. <laughs> Not bad whiffy like who stepped in something. Um, if Jesus is in you, in as much as Jesus is in you, um, then you're like freshly baked bread or frying onions or fresh coffee or whatever it is that you go, oh, what is that? That draws you. We're a bit whiffy in as much as Jesus is in us. In our 24-7 lives, what do we have to offer that smells so good? It's not an actual smell with our nose. It's a metaphor, isn't it, for something else. What can others sense in us that makes them go, what is that in a good way? Is it our opinion <laughs> that that smells so good? You know, that life is like this or like that or our government should do this or that or these people need to learn this or that or I know better and you should listen to me. Is that, is that the fragrance of the knowledge of God? 
Imagine if someone said to you, you should go and live with these people. They're full of opinions. <laughs> so it's not our opinions. It's our knowledge, you know, the, stuff we, the good stuff we know. If we can recite a proverb for every situation, if we can explain really well why the earth is the way it is and how God fits in and we can have great insight into how people work and we have all this knowledge to impart. Is that the fragrance of the knowledge of God? Is that how we spread the knowledge of God? By saying the, the, the stuff. Remember Paul said in 1 Corinthians 8, we know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up. Um, there's something else that builds up. What is it? Love. You know what smells beautiful? Love does. We're sent with a scent, and that scent is selfless love. It's not as opposed to truth. Truth comes with love. Truth and love are the same person. <laughs> you try truth without love, like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, you might as well just be banging an empty symbol. If we lose love, we lose everything. If we lose selflessness, we have no message. Truth and love are inseparable. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, Paul says, love rejoices with the truth. Um, and we need truth. And I'm not saying we don't need We need apologetics. We need defense of the faith. We need um, answers to tough questions. Those things are important. Um, but they, they come in on a wave of love, of selfless love. Uh, it's like Paul says in Ephesians 5, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. What was a pleasing aroma to God? Jesus. What? What about Jesus wasn't a pleasing aroma to God? Well, everything, right? But in particularly in what Paul's saying here, what is it about Jesus that was a pleasing aroma to God? His offer, he offered himself as a sacrifice for us. This is the ultimate selflessness. When someone knows stuff and is wise, you might go, that lady is really wise. Um, she knows stuff. Like I have in the last uh, few months, Liz and Candy have come on to the eldership, and I can tell you both those ladies are really wise. At times I've gone, ooh, that's wise. <laughs> um, you might do that. But when someone loves you, you go, I think I can sense something more than just what is contained in that person. I think I'm feeling something bigger than just what we can offer each other. I think actually what I'm smelling here is God. When we're included rapidly, even before we're known that well, you just go, oh, it tingles. When you know in your selfishness that you have hurt someone, and you've got nothing but sorry in that space, and they completely cancel that debt, and they forgive you. Like, that's amazing. It's bigger than them, actually. It's God. Even when we don't know it's God, because lots of people who don't know Jesus do selfless, don't they? Um, and it's God. 
Um, because he's the source of all that. Without God, there's no love. God is love. Mm. And you know, you've experienced it when people give you a shoulder or an ear or hands and resources when you uh, didn't deserve it or you didn't think that they might have and they just do. How do you, how do you describe selfless love? It's hard. But you kind of know it when you're in it. It's Jesus. He loved us and gave himself up for us. Now, <clears throat> when you look up, even now you go, what, for me, Father? He goes, yeah, for you. Um, for you. And to win you back. Now you're my child. I'm giving you this love. It's awesome. It's the best. Love will fill you up, satisfy you, and bring you so much joy, and it will fix the world. And I'm sending you with this because I want it spread everywhere. Imagine a selfless world where everyone was entirely motivated by the good of others, not just some others, not just my group, by the good of others, all others. Who wouldn't get looked after? And what heights of creativity and freedom and permission would people have to absolutely fly in the fullness of all that they were created to be? It sounds like heaven, which is where we're heading. (laughs) And that's what God's doing inside me and you right now, motivating that kind of heart um, inside of us, transforming us to be more and more those sort of people. The scent is love, and that's what we're sent with. It's real. There's lots of definitions of love out there. And I had in my notes, first of all, to go through, but I didn't want to disparage um, other things. I just wanted to put it out. You know, there are lots of definitions of love out there. Um, And I find it amazing that people on all sides of that, if you've got my definition of what this is, this is love, this is what it really is, how harsh and horrible I am to everyone who disagrees with me, which is the opposite of love. But I get why there's all those definitions out there because I can sense in other people and in me this desire to be accepted and valued and belong and to be validated and to be significant and to be right and to be okay. And, um, and Jesus is God's answer to all of that. It sounds like a Sunday school kind of solution to a massive problem um, But it is the solution to all of the problems. It is the love of Jesus. Look again at Ephesians 5. Um, Who am I? I'm I'm a child of God. I'm a dearly loved child of God. So if if I just look up for who I am, and I'm not trying to bounce it off all this brokenness around me, what other people think, If I just look up, um, then I get my answers there. Um, And what am I here to do? This. Be selfless. Like, learn to be selfless. Because that's going to smell beautiful to everyone all around me. Um, Everyone goes, yeah, I know, I know, Danny, but have you tried this? (laughs) Um, yeah, the struggle is that the most beautiful things in life are often the most counterintuitive to our 
sinful nature. Because when we're away from God, our hearts are all about, look after me, look after me, see me, validate me, pleasure me, notice me. But as we get close to God, he does this. I'm looking after you, child. I'll look after you, my dearly loved child. And I'll restore your heart with how it was supposed to go. And I'll look after you and I'll fill you up and I'll give you a heart that just wants to look after others and that will fill you. And it'll help them and it'll serve them and it'll champion them and you'll be awesome and you'll be satisfied. And you'll spread this love wherever you go. Every household in our church family is sent with a scent. Next week, we're going to talk about how each household and each family can be selfless and beautiful to those outside their world. That's Stacey's role next week. Looking forward to that. I'm going to finish today by focusing on what happens inside our households and regular communities, our life group, our crew, the people we eat with and share space with every week. Inside the relationships of the people uh, we do life with, because who does God send us to most? <laughs> it's our family, our crew. Um, it's so sad to me that one of the realities of relationships is that people talk to their spouses in a way they would never talk to anyone else. In, in a bad way, you know what I mean? We say things in those intimate spaces that we would not you know, we'd be embarrassed to treat somebody else like that outside of that space. Um, when the very people that God's called us to spend most of our time with to express this with is our family. Um, uh, you know, you're, uh, I heard a preacher say this once, I've, I believe it, my wife is my sister in Christ first, and then she's my wife. Um, you know, my husband is my brother in Christ first. That is... I treat them like God wants me to treat other people. I do that first. Um, It's not easy, but it is the call. And if we're not that, if we're not working on that at home, then what are we gonna, what do we smell like? Um, Everywhere else we go, it's the basis of the becoming of who we are. And God's all about the becoming of who we are. Here's the other thing I know about us um, in our homes a lot of the time. We're pretty selfless, especially if you've got young kids. Um, you, well done for all your selfless love. Uh, you've got a lot of time for your young kids. Every act of selfless love you give to look after your baby or toddler is powerful in helping them experience God. Um, our life group now has a couple of young families in it, and uh, they've got babies and toddlers. And try and have a meaningful discussion, you know, around a table with babies and toddlers uh, involved in that space is more difficult to do. But the love in that space, the exasperated, tired, worn out, all right, I'll just do it, help again kind of love that we see every week, you just go, yes. That's just as important as someone who's on a soup, you know, um, kitchen or, or helping somewhere else or doing what I'm doing now or or looking after kids out there, or serving on the mission field. That love, that every act of selflessness is God. Um, and, um, and if you're tired and you still take time to play with your two-year-old, who won't even remember that later, that's just as beautiful to God as any other selfless act any of us do. Because sharing a house with other people gives us lots of opportunities to be selfless, doesn't it? <laughs> Sometimes we trust God and we give 
Um, if, when your kids get cars, when they get their own cars, but they're still living at home, and you're leaning back in your chair and you're watching TV, you're not doing anything important, and you think, oh, I've got that urgent errand that just, someone's just got to run down the street and get something, run out of milk or I don't know, something. And your 18-year-old goes, you guys stay there, I'll go and get it. When you know he doesn't want to do that, you're like, oh, that's awesome. We get opportunities to be selfless. Um, but other times, <laughs> uh, well, in my defense, Um, you know you're in trouble when you start a sentence with, in my defence. Um, uh, Wednesday nights is um, free nights for me normally because music practice, Dominic's out. She's here um, working with the team um, here and I'm usually home because I'm a day off on Wednesdays. And, um, and I've taken to like, getting a few people around playing board games. I love playing board games. So we have this um, uh, group of people. I just go, anyone free, we'll just do, do a game thing. Anyway, I had the chance on Wednesday night to do a game. Dominic said, I'm not sure if I'm going to be at music rehearsal this week because I'm not sure if I'm going to be on. Um, I don't know if, we're going to, uh, if I'm going to need to be out. So just wait until you make game plans. And I went, because I got a text saying, hey, is there, who's free for games on Wednesday? I went, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of thought, well, you know, I'd probably go anyway. You know when you, when you can rationalise in your head, but your heart's going, hmm, that's what's happening for me. Uh, then Dominic says, oh, by the way, I'm not going out Wednesday night. I'm home. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm doing this other thing. She's like, oh, I thought we were going to wait. And I went, I would have gone anyway. Like that is my heart. Hmm. Now, you know when you drive off somewhere and you're not sorted? Oh, it's horrible. Um, that's the whole story. <laughs> My point here, selflessness at home is hard. I pick examples um, that are fairly trivial because it's too vulnerable isn't it, to say the things where you know, you know, where you know. Selflessness at home is hard, especially when you don't feel like it. Selflessness between siblings is awesome. And kids, if you want to know Jesus better, start by helping your brother or sister. Practice by helping your mum and dad. However young you are, Jesus will help you to be selfless because he wants this for you. He wants this life in you. And the first place we're sent is home to our crew, to our family, to our life group. Our husbands, we're sent to our wives with selfless love. The way we treat her and, um, and our kids is the basis of all our sentness everywhere. And every interaction is significant. Nothing is hidden. Um, everything hidden will be disclosed. What's whispered in the darkness will be shouted from the rooftops. Every interaction is significant. And the extent to which we want God is revealed in the way we treat our wives, our husbands, our kids and our parents. So think about the people you're with this week. What do they need? What could you do that would let them know that you want the very best for them? 
If you can't think of anything, ask God, because he's so invested in this. <laughs> and he'll show you, he'll tell you. Let's pray. Our Father, we know that we're sent, and we know that we're sent not with anything that we have to give. We know that all of our righteous acts are worthless, and all of our knowledge is um, just for, all of it is a gift from you. We're sent with you, and you are love. You are selfless love. You are truth, and you are light. Um, and most of all, God, you are love. These three things remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And so, God, we pray that you would help us to see this, see the relevance and the importance of this, understand that this trumps every other desire and thought that we have. When we feel right, God, help us to love. When we feel offended, God, help us to love. Uh, when we feel hurt, God, help us to love. When we're angry, help us to stop and to be selfless. Um, Father, take us with this scent into our environments, into our homes this week. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.